I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. My name is Cody Bradley. I'm here as always with my Blue Testament brethren, Thad Bell and Robert Russert. Gentlemen. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Don't I sound good? Do I sound good? You do. Good? What is that you've got in front of you? We've got new mics. We've got <laughs> new mics this week. New show, new mics for me and, me and Thad. And I'll say two out of three, man. Two out of three. Right, I'll have right, to join it, the party. Well, no, it's all good because Bob's booming radio voice that he never knew he had will come th- <laughs> will still come through quite well. So I don't think we even need to worry about it. I'm not sure quite well is a cut as I'm too loud or not. So I I, I won't say anything. <laughs> Gentlemen, where are we at here with with this team? Someone give me just their their general reaction. It's all man. Over. No one seems to feel too good about anything. So well, when you don't win four games in a row, it's sounds so bad but yeah it's not as bad as that seems to make it right yeah. we, we think anyway everybody is inconsistent right now though that is true that's what has kept that is you know i don't care about that. everybody else i care about us <laughs> that last round of games there every single game went exactly the way they needed everyone's just beating the hell out of each other in the west while columbus dominates in the east <laughs> let them all right, so we going to talk about what we think is good or what's bad, or what are you thinking, Cody? Let's do what's bad, if those are our two directions, and then we can end <laughs> on a positive note. Yeah. Uh, hey, I was just asking. I was just watching these highlights again, you know, before we started here, and they, they could have scored three goals, like, right off the bat. They just had these golden opportunities, and they just kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. Is it one really good pass that is doing this whole team in over and over again or is it is it a mediocre pass and everyone is out of position or too slow or not coordinated or what is happening (laughs) i say that's a good question but um i don't know if it is just one answer to that either yeah of course but we're doing a podcast and we're talking heads so you need to make it simple and give me a sound bite (laughs) well you know, I, I've had a feeling for a little while that everybody knows the four-three-three and what we try to do with it, and they try to pick our weaknesses. You know, we may come out on fire early in the season and, you know, kind of catch people by surprise who aren't quite ready to take advantage of us yet, but then they catch up and realize, you know, what we're doing again. And, you know, we may vary it some, but we just – I think the system just dictates too much because we've seen this over how many years, what our fallacies are. It hasn't, this isn't new, right? 
Well, it's new that the team is getting beaten by these, you know, where it's not on a counterattack, but it's still just all of a sudden one one good yeah. pass over one line and in between another, and boom, they're right on goal, right in front of Amelia. I don't that that definitely seems new to me from years past. In and you're right, at least to a certain extent, Cody, because in the last year it was just counter after counter after counter right. and a few um corner kicks and set piece kind of goals maybe this is uh better in the regard that we're not giving up those counters as easily or we're defending them better and now it's more just uh we have so much youth playing in the middle yeah that everyone like we kind of talked about this in the last podcast everyone's been wishing hoping and praying for for this youth movement well here it is it's happening there it is there it is but that's I wanted the youth movement, but I always want it like one at a time, two at a time, <laughs> five at a time is not always conducive to wins. Who do you think has been showing out the best, Busio in his new role or Cam Duke maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think Busio has really grown into this holding midfielder position. He's shown a lot of maturity, I think. Uh, yeah, there, there's been some messes, but, uh, you know, I think it was our old uh, cohort – um, Miss Trost, Ali Trost, who said that his field awareness is just really coming out and he's, he's growing into the role. Yeah. And I mean, it's obvious, it's not an easy position. Like there are, you know, there are players much more <laughs> experienced than him that have played that position that, that will make some of the mistakes that he's made, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it is pretty impressive. The, the switch that he's done and playing such a difficult role that Vermees demands so much of as well. But I don't know if you guys saw, I put it in the, in the blue links, Matt Doyle actually going to give him some credit, did <laughs> uh, a breakdown of that team goal. Did you guys see that? No, yes. I did not see specifically. Oh man. I'm, it was really good. Uh, you know, watching it live, obviously noticed that we, you know, did the whole play and moved the ball from the back to the front and all, you know, so many different people touched the ball. And so it looked good. And then, you know, the pass from Gotti at the end, it was also beautiful. But uh, Doyle does wrap it up quite well and, you know, shows exactly how it is basically a a plan from the training ground, like almost every one of those passes. Yeah, the shot got deflected, but still it was – that was basically a textbook way that Sporting Kansas City want to move the ball up the field. And uh, and it worked beautifully. Well, talking about, you know, players that have been standing out, young players – I don't know who Doyle said made the most important pass there, but in my opinion, it was Hernandez's Mm. play where he could have played wide the easy pass, but instead he penetrated into Gotti. Right. You know, and and it takes some guts to make that play for for a young player, especially. And then the way he followed up, he didn't get involved in the play after it, but Hernandez, you know, plays that ball in and he immediately supports, you know, which is is good things he, he should be doing. He did uh, give uh, you know a good amount of time in that short video on Busio, who who did quite well to fill in the space and receive a pass, and then you know be the backboard to pass it off to the outside back to get it up the field. You know, showed right. all of that. So he did, which that is good to see that from Busio that he can jumpstart an attack, and that is that is what made me bring that story up. But yeah, Hernandez, man, and uh, and then and then Gotti after that, and then I like that Kyrie shot it. <laughs> I think his his last go around here, he would definitely would not have shot that ball at all, and it was a good shot. It was a good save, just you know, not not quite good enough. 
There was you another also, moment. Oh, go ahead, Dad. You also have to credit Hurtado. He made the run. Oh, yeah. He, that, you know, sometimes guys don't make. And because he did. And it also wasn't an easy finish. Yeah, that's what I He put it in the top of the net. But he, that was a miss that we've seen Russell make probably five times already this year. Oh, hell yeah. That I mean, that that's what I thought you were going to say. The finish was definitely not easy that was you know off balance in the air like yeah that was that was definitely difficult and that's that's a Hurtado goal though if it was an easy one he probably would have missed it and <laughs> I don't I just it just seems like looking back at our strikers of that we've that we've tried there in the past it seems like all of them would have missed that Dom Dwyer would have kicked it as hard as he could and it would have gone out out of the stadium <laughs> Rubio Rubio would have well I don't know maybe Rubio could have put that away yeah Dom would have put it out for a throw-in <laughs> yeah somehow <laughs> somehow <laughs> going back to young players though Hernandez there was a moment in the game where you know it just really he took the ball and just went right at the opposition and uh, you know again I, I like that from him he's not afraid to do that at all yeah Busio Busio as well has been doing that that's really good to see you can almost t- like you can just almost hear when they do it it's like that Vermees has been like screaming at them pounding that in their heads <laughs> to do it because it's like they're, they're almost there's even been times where I'm like, all right, well, chill out a little bit. Like they'll even like go too far. It's like Vermees is just pounded in them he- in their heads that they're good enough that they can do this. And they're like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, but that's why all of them are in there right now, man. Exactly, Lucio, yeah. Felipe, and Duke, they all have that ability to do something really good. I mean, Hernandez is the closest thing we have to Roger that's on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. Duke is probably the next closest thing we have to uh, Felipe Gutierrez. And yeah. Busio might be putting Ilya out of a job. I mean, it's kind of scary, but these well, three could be really good in a year. They're just not going to be very what's strong. What's uh, Ilya's contract look like? I can't even recall at the moment. I'm trying to remember if it's up back. this year. I can't remember. I feel like he got renewed at one point, but I can't remember how long ago that was. He got renewed uh, just after Azuzi, Beasler, and Espinosa, didn't he? It was at the same time, I think. Yeah. So then, shoot, that's got to be like getting close to done, Well, right? some of them got longer contracts than others. Yeah. I just don't remember who got which. Azuzi, I think, got long, like a year longer than Beasler. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but um, we well, that right that, I think I think that that's actually a good thing we you know we should talk more about there, Busio and and Ilya is is Busio putting Ilya out of a job, at the moment no you know if if Ilya was there we would want Ilya there and then Busio to play a little farther forward, but I think your point that you were making was, you know next year. Uh, I don't know if I'm even talking next year. I'm talking if Roger and Kenda are all healthy. Perhaps Busio is better there than Ilya is at the moment. Roger's not healthy, so yes, if Ilya was here and healthy and in shape, you know, it's this midfield is pretty deep, except for the fact that you've lost Gutierrez. You've Roger's been hurt for the last couple of games, um, so now you're down to like all youngsters playing. No way! I would so much rather have uh, Ilya start that game and then. Busio come on for Roger at halftime or something like that. So, or am I hearing from you guys that Busio is not going to be sold? Is, is this what you're well, implying? Well, what's the holdup? It's not, nothing's happening. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just asking. Hey, I had to ask. Well, 
he probably has upped his value by a million dollars in the last month. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because I like Busio and he has so much talent, but he has not he's not gained um he's not just grabbed on to any position that he's played whether it's you know one of the dual midfielders or as on the wing or wherever he's played he's been really good but never just said here's my spot he may have just said here's my spot you know yeah well i mean think about this too the replace Ilya or do something better than Ilya started a bit last year with you know when felipe gutierrez played there for a number of games as much as we all love Ilya, he has not been good for the last year. It's, I don't want to see him gone, but it's just truth. There have been times where he's played up to what he's supposed to be, but yeah. 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 Um, so I feel like we have been talking positives. Do we, we should probably talk about the defense in that in, in that last game. Who? Where are we at last week or last not last week? Last week, right? We did one last week. Yeah, uh, and kind of listed off who we, where we were at on the depth chart for center backs and defenders. Is everyone still about the same there? I mean, I will admit, I when I do recaps, I'm watching for you know the big moments. I'm not able to look at individual moments, so right. I'm not sure center backs are the the issue i mean i think they're it's coming from out wide for sure right and i think they are in desperation moment times they get pulled out and they look exposed and look bad when those things happen but i'm not sure that it's our center backs that are the biggest issue i'm still thinking it's we're pushing our wide backs too far forward and getting caught you know we'll go back to mr doyle he's saying that teams are parking a guy next to zuzi and just waiting for the counter and going through that wing, you know, mm -hmm. that pulls out our center backs and makes them expose more. I don't know. That's what, Bad. that's what's happening. Um, <laughs> they, they've not satisfied or not settled on a preferred lineup between injuries and everybody having their moments of goodness and moments of, of sucking quite honestly every single defender has had that so far this year literally um, everyone <laughs> yeah um but again it's I, I part of it i'll chalk up to inconsistency with with everything that's been going on in the weirdness and travel and all that other stuff but they need to perhaps if there's a group that's healthy and doesn't screw up too badly play the same four for two weeks in a row two games in a row yeah, I mean that you know that that's Vermees is praying for. <laughs> that's why he's trying all these combinations. He wants it to work once, so <laughs> he can just lock onto it. That's what he. That's what he's all. Well, I think. I think every time it's worked, it didn't work the second time. So. Right. Right. So what? What do we think of Jalen Lindsay as a right back? I mean, he's been there the last couple of games. Are we liking what we see or what? Yeah, he did take a step forward, but now I'm getting my games confused was that the last game that i thought he played better or was that the game before it and then he played bad last week <laughs> he played better two games ago Dude, that's yeah, right. I think so, yeah. yeah i that's don't think he was... played terrible last game at all though right there were yeah i did see a couple moments though that you know i think i was just i had higher hopes for Lindsay at one point <laughs> well he did have some bad touches in the last game i will agree with that where he yeah. he made some just not great touches, but um, 
I do. I'm not like down on Lindsay at all. I think, I think he, you know, he could still be the, an outside back of the future for us. Which center back pairing for you guys? Man, I'm still going to prefer Reed and probably, man, I guess, I guess Poonchech still. Reed and Poonchech. Was that what you said last time? I, I think so. I'm, you know, it's, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. I go back and forth with Graham Smith. Like, I, I just, I'm not sure. I, I can't decide. How about you, Bob? <sighs> I tell you what, you know, that's the pair that got beat for the game winning goal. Oh, there were three at the time. Uh, and Poonch just losing his man and letting that happen irks me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, I still have a hard time going away from Beasler. So maybe yeah. Beasler and Reed, Beasler and Poonchicks, I don't know. Yeah, Beasler and Reed would in a lot of worlds be the perfect pairing. In but... a lot of worlds, I like the way you said that. Um, <laughs> in my in my head, it just seems like, yeah, exactly. I can, there's another realm that I'm like feeling that it seems like that that should work. But in know. a realm where your outside backs are completely competent and fast, mm-hmm. that probably works. Um, and where your D mid is experienced and fast, and that works. Yeah. Well, my, neither one of them is fast. My my dad my dad has no trust for Beesler anymore. He he gave up on Beesler like a couple games ago. He doesn't trust him anymore, and he feels shaky with him. And that and that oddly that oddly makes me uh, believe my I believe my dad in that regard. So I don't know if you guys have been noticing, but when the lineups come out. Vermees, you know, has been seemingly, or whoever puts it out to the media, has been playing with where players are and with formations when he puts the original lineup out. Well, there's something that I like that I saw that I think we really need to adopt. A great teaser for the next (laughs) half of the pod. (laughs) Okay. uh... We're going to talk about Polito the next half and whatever weird thing is going on with that. Is it weird or is he just injured? Hey, not yet. <laughs> it's not normal what's going on. We, we all can agree it's not normal, whatever. Anyway, This whole freaking any, any year final, ain't normal, man. Any final thoughts here on, on the uh, loss to Houston? Embarrassing. Yes. Should, should we mention the rumor reporting that they might be rebranding? I think you, that's might as well mention it. I mean, they got to do something. <laughs> But I would like, as we were saying in the in the Slack group, I would if moving away from orange would be weird, unless they're gonna take pink and steal it from Inter Miami. That would be funny. So, so is it gonna be Houston FC? Is that what's coming? Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Houston United FC. <laughs> I don't know. They, is there another um, soccer-ish name they can take that's not United or FC or Real or Sporting or Inter? We're inter, yeah. I think that was one of the last ones. Maybe a name from like Mexico or something, you know, uh, so they can try to get a oh, little more. Divas, oh, wait, Red Star oh, Dynamo. <laughs> <laughs> well, poor Dynamo. They need to do something to get people in the in the stands. Although, not this season. <laughs> Let's take a quick break here, and uh, we will be right back and talk some Polito and preview the upcoming match. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When it's a fight all night. When it's a fight all night. We can gather all the friends all around the tomb. That's not about a thing to do. When it's a fight all night. When the final whistle blows, we're gonna celebrate tonight. When the final whistle blows, we're gonna celebrate tonight. When the final whistle blows, you know we're gonna feel alright. Alright. <laughs> we're gonna go to Bob, who teased a little uh a little something something for this second half here. So Bob, what did you, what do you got for us? I think it was for the Colorado game. You know, when they announced the lineups, uh, I think for me, he likes to mess with the other team or whatever and not really reveal exactly what his formation is, but they showed it as a four, two, three, one. And that just kind of lit a thought in my mind that I think, and I investigated it further and thought about it more. I really think a four, two, three, one, which maybe we've played in some way, shape or form at some points could really solve some issues. It keeps the wingbacks a little more pulled back. They're not as attacking offensively. Um, you know, if one attacks, the other can tuck in and, and have the three in the back. But then you have the two shielding. Okay, so be... I, no, no dispute on good idea. I, I, it is a good idea. But the real, the like funny part of this to me is, oh, what do you know? Someone's suggesting to Peter Vermees a formation change. <laughs> <laughs> like well, I, just, I think he has experimented some. Just like imagine telling is, him that. <laughs> I think he I know, is a little well, too married to the four three three. But well, I I, well, that's that's kind of like that's kind of what I mean by it. It's like yes, that's the joke about him. But yeah. we always talk about and you know and he he would often defend himself without explicitly saying it. You know they're they're fluid within a game. You know. He, he brings a sub on, brings somebody else on, and somebody's role and on the other part of the field might change because of that. And so it's like, you know, maybe not a strict formation change, but, yeah, they're, they're fluid and things are changing on there quite a bit. And so, yes, he would – I just – the thought of someone suggesting to him a formation change would just make him <laughs> shake his head for so many different reasons. One, like, I do, and two, like, shut up. I've thought of all these, all these ways already. <laughs> I just think we have the personnel for it too. I don't know. Just a thought I'd throw out there and see what people thought. Yeah. Yeah. I I think he um, changes up enough within the game that it, it people get very hung up on the four three three, that description. Sometimes it's more of a four five one. Sometimes it's more of a four two three one. A lot of it just depends on who he's got out there and how they're playing the other team. Well, in that you were you were saying he played something different last game, right? Well, when he brought on oh, Reed, he, he was—he definitely well, sure, flipped it yeah. to a five-three-two. Sure. Right. Um, but here's the point, though. Okay, so yeah, there's some fluidity in it, blah blah blah, when subs come in. But is it really the formation that they train and practice and work through? You know, and right. It just seems that the weaknesses of the four-three-three get exposed so readily against us that if we drilled in something else, you know, maybe that would solve some issues. Just a thought. Yeah, I mean, as of late, that that has been that has been true. And when you say as of late, to me, you you're saying as of the last three years. Oh, because 
we've had the same issues for the last three years as far as other teams figuring out how to attack our 4-3-3 and how our wingbacks come up so far. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I still just think that what we call the formation doesn't matter a whole lot. Right, and, that's where I'm at. And what they put on MLS soccer or what they tweet out is sometimes so far away from reality, it's crazy. Oh, I know. Um, they do that on purpose. I'm looking at the formation they put out there against Dallas, and they have it as a 4-1-4-1. And I've seen them do that a bunch of times too. It, <laughs> yeah. I think it's just whoever is sitting up at MLS soccer that looks at the lineup, the actual – the people, because Vermees has made sure they don't list players where they're at in formation – Right for the first tweet, I guess and, they get to do it closer to the game time. But and uh, even when they are in that four-three-three, the preferred striker is often coming so far back that it switches things up so much. Anyway, yeah. With when it was Shelton, he did it. With Polito, he does it. Um, I was looking at some of the stats the other day, and Polito was playing. He was behind. It was it was the last game I think Espinoza was in, but he was actually farther behind Espinoza on average than than he was up forward. Right. Um, so he's so, just he drops back so far to pick stuff up. He's almost more like another midfielder. So well, is that something to do with Espinoza going up too far? <laughs> Maybe. Well, I don't speaking think it has of, anything to do with that. I think yeah. It's just the way he plays. Speaking of Alan Polito, Alan Polito, <laughs> we need to discuss this. The happenings of this week. It has been the topic of discussion. We can't, we can't not talk about it. He, he got on a private jet. Well, so hold on. So back, backing up. Has not played the last two, three, two matches. Isn't even technically been on the injury report. That's like not normal. Those are both kind of odd things. Yes. And then he got on a private jet and was not with the team, got on a private jet with his wife, and went to Chicago for a day. Okay. So would you like perfectly good explanations for all of that? Yes. <laughs> and I'm, there absolutely is. I'm just – I just – I, I want to give people, you know, the not, everyone's not absolutely insane for, like, having a question about, like, wait a second, do we, you know, what's going on here? That is at least – it's least worthy worthy of that. When you're, it is. No. When your million-dollar man leaves the team and hasn't played in a minute, you're going to be like, what the hell? So yeah, yes, no, no argument there. Give so, us the, the perfectly reasonable explanations. All right. I'm going to start with the injury report part, though. Um, MLS has given guidance to the teams to change the way they do injury reports. So now there is only two categories. One is medically cleared to play, and one is medically not cleared to play. That's been a theme recently, yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. the guidance they got from MLS. That's not just what they decided to do. Right. Some other teams have not followed it yet, but that was the guidance they were given. So if a player is out for the year, they're medically not cleared to play. If they are unable to play, like, you know, they have a, a some kind of strain that they cannot play, they're medically not cleared to play. If they are, if they would have been in the old questionable status, like day to day, we we're going to game time decisioning that is medically cleared to play. So they're not on the injury report. Well, thanks for that explanation. That's good to know. So now, the trip to Chicago. Um, quite often, and I don't know, I don't know this for a fact, but um, a lot of players that have uh, are foreign players, they're here on visas and stuff. 
they have to actually leave and go get their visa stamped at a consulate, an embassy, or whatever. Um, it's happened quite a few times, like, hey, why is this player in Toronto today? And they had to leave the country and go get a visa stamped. So that could be totally why he was flying somewhere to do that. I don't know why it takes that doing it that way, but apparently they have to do that pretty under normal circumstances. That could have been all of what that one was. You son of a bitch. That's reasonable. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I know I saw people like, you know, freaking out because he was in Chicago. His wife was tweeting or, or doing Instagrams from Chicago. If you look, they're back in, they're back home today. They were out on a plane again last night. Uh, if you look at Instagram today, uh, there was pictures from around her house. There was pictures. Uh, Kyrie Shelton did a picture of Polito at, on a training table. So <laughs> I'm guessing that they went up there for something quick. Now, if you want to go on the dark side of it, perhaps he went up there for a medical opinion on something. That okay. would be more worrisome. Okay. Um, okay. The uh, I've also seen players go to like on an off day, go to New York or LA for uh, interviews with MLS soccer and stuff like that. So I don't, it doesn't make sense to even go to Chicago for that, but maybe there was something else. Okay. All right. Sounds reasonable. I'll allow it. Yeah. Now, now all that, it could be wrong. They could be whatever playing games and he's actually being sold to Chicago, but I really doubt it. <laughs> all right. So is he going to play this weekend or nah? Don't know. I haven't, haven't seen any more info than anybody else right at this point. Cause we can't go see training and it's not like they're readily giving us a whole lot of photos and video at the moment. Um, another notable absence from this upcoming game against Minnesota is is still going to be Ike Opara, still out for undisclosed reasons. Yeah, and it's popular to joke about the defense being bad and Ike Opara leaving, and how stupid it was that they got rid of that they got rid of Opara didn't pay him the money or whatever. And there's no really talk that he's been injured and hasn't been playing. That's one reason that it was not worthy, that he was not worthy of a, of a big investment. I haven't heard anyone mention this. He's out or another, uh, again, another extended period of time. And I still see jokes on Reddit. People are like uh, asking why Polito went to Chicago. Somebody was like, or he was on a plane and somebody's like, Oh, maybe he's flying to Minnesota to get Ike back. <laughs> like what the hell? I, Minnesota would like Ike back right now. So yeah, yeah. no kidding. Polito don't even know who Ike and is. Also, Polito doesn't fly. <laughs> yeah. yeah tim might be flying up to get ike back but that'd be a whole nother story i mean i miss i miss ike too and i would have liked to have seen him get paid but you know that that's you can't just gloss over this fact that he's hurt again and that was that was the big thing you know if he well, didn't that, have that passed i'm sure he would have gotten paid a little bit more well and i and if before we get too revisionist on history he actually, if I remember correctly, he had a new contract before the year that he did so good. And yeah, if he'd have went to Peter and said, Hey, I deserve a new contract. Peter said he was working that out. Right. It wasn't a, like a rush thing, but he was going to work out some money for him. Pro not as much as he's going to get in Minnesota, but when his right. agent went public with it, Peter's like, I don't negotiate in public with shit. You're gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and you just funded me another player. So, (laughs) yeah. Now maybe that player wasn't worth the extra money, but, and maybe Ike would have been the answer last year. I don't think he would have helped them get past Monterey, but maybe he would have been the answer last year. Right. So Minnesota United just got a win tonight a little bit ago over FC Dallas three to two. It was actually a really good match. I watched it during our break here. Well, they're, they had a pretty long injury list besides Ike coming into that game, I believe. And then yeah. they have another guy that just got a red card in that game. So they're going to be quite shorthanded and on a three days less rest than sporting, which I know we've already talked about the other game, but that was part of that problem too, was resting and tired legs and mentally tired and all that youth. But that plays a part, but somehow Minnesota has been playing well, even without Ike and without, yeah. uh, with a shortage of defenders and with some of their key forwards getting hurt too. So yeah, they, they have been basically, I think it's all Kevin Molino. <laughs> Seems like it. So this is the Play. last game on the revised schedule. Thad, do you, um, are we fully confident that uh, a new schedule is coming very soon? Last thing I heard was this week. Yeah. But I, that, I haven't heard anything different than that. Um, yeah. What about that player from Argentina that they're working on getting exactly. supposedly? Mino. Yeah, Juan Sancho Mino. Was that right? Yeah, so no word on there. Last one on that, he was not going to practice, trying to apparently trying to force a move, reportedly trying to force a move. Yeah. So my question to you guys would be, do we want a player that would just not go to practice anymore in order to force a move? <laughs> oh, sad. It doesn't sound like a Peter Vermees player, but... You no, know. it doesn't. And Well, maybe on the flip side of it, it does, because, you know, he's dedicated to getting here. So <laughs> dedicated to Vermees and Vermees only. Um, <laughs> and I think a similar situation happened with Colin before, but with when when he came here mm-hmm. uh he kind of forced a, a move also but if i remember correctly they weren't paying him what he was owed i don't think that was the issue with uh juan sanchez mino sancho mino yeah. sanchez mino anyway i don't think that was the issue with him i think it was just he wasn't playing but so again, to, who knows? to kind of go full circle guys have you looked at the uh, western conference standings lately i'm looking at them right now yeah, we have three teams on 14 points, well, Seattle on 15, that have one game in hand on us. Mm-hmm. That means a victory, equal number of games. They've jumped ahead of us or at least pulled level with us. Us and Minnesota both 17. Yeah, so conceivably, if we don't win this week, results don't go our way, we could drop all the way to, like, sixth. <laughs> yeah. And, Possibly. And, and it's <laughs> trending that direction as of late. Yeah. And we got how many more games left? Well, we don't even know. Yeah, one more. It was going to be 18, wasn't it? Wasn't it going to be 18? That was like all we know that 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 was what they were shooting for. I think that was literally like it quotes. That's what they were shooting for was that many. But we don't even know. Yeah, they could come back with six or ten or. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they still haven't announced, so. So we, but I mean, you know, Chad made the point in his story that it's you want to get hot before playoff time, and he's right. But I'd really like to see us with a good seed going into it. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who needs a seed? 
It's not like you're going to have fan support. Well, you know, what do you think about that, Thad? You've been at the stadium with fans, you know, the 2,500, whatever it is. What do you think of the atmosphere? 2,300 roughly people do make more noise than what I think they would. Right. But it still is nothing close to being – obviously, it's nothing like having a full stadium. Sure. But approximately the same number that would be packed into the cauldron drunk and sweaty is what's spread <laughs> out across the entire stadium. Yeah. It's just hard to have any continuity of sound, noise, song, cheers. So it's it seems like from the games I've watched, road teams don't have any disadvantage going into to those places. Right. They might have a disadvantage going into a hot, humid, smelly place like Houston, but it's not because they had fans. It seemed tonight I was watching the Houston-Colorado game, and it seemed like the announcer was like announcing a – golf tournament his voice seemed hushed and he just it just didn't seem right <laughs> as nothing is in 2020 <laughs> yeah so okay let me ask you this question i've been i've been wondering this myself do you think the kids would be getting this much playing time if it wasn't covid 2020 shortened season yes or no no, they wouldn't be getting as much playing time without like other injuries and without the fifth, fourth, and fifth subs each game. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, not as much. And, and a lot of it is they've gotten starts lately, but but that's been because Rogers hurt. That's because Ilya's gone. Gotti was out of a game. Yeah, Gotti was suspended for a game. Um, that's played a lot of it. Lindsay's been getting starts because well, nobody else is really claiming an outside back spot and doing successfully at it. So you might as well, if he's going to be equal to those guys, you might as well play him and get him experience. Well, look who hasn't been getting time. Kuzane, which I kind of sounded the death knell for a while ago. shallow has been getting a bit, but still not a whole lot. But kudos to him. At least he looked dangerous last game. Yeah. Um, he should have scored that goal, though. <laughs> the one he was like on the six. But oh, he was yeah. the one he was right to the, to the way to the side and he shot it. I mean, it was just barely saved. Yeah, but that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I mean, that was a good save by the keeper. He's, he's at least looked like he was, you know, back to the form he had, just not the luck he had. Okay. Right. Cody wants to go to bed. Yeah, I gotta take the dog out. The youngest Again. one of us is tired. Again. All right, guys. Well, that's sorry. Part I of having a dog, Cody. State, but, you know, hey. Okay, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Testament KC and join us at thebluetestament.com and leave us a comment. Tell us why you haven't made an account. We're, we're curious about that. Let us know. <laughs> Danny, shut up. Danny, shut up. I'm so close to being done. I'm so close. Oh, oh my God. God. Hey, go sporting. We'll do it live. Go sporting. has just been sent off Some part of strong have all gone soft My fun fun things got me drinking My fun fun things got me drinking My fun fun things got me drinking Give me real whiskey, one or gin Anything to shake this food I'm in My fun fun things got me drinking My fun fun things got me Drinking, my fun fun things got me drinking.